Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Hi, Laurel, up there in Maine on the coastline. How are you today? I am well today. You it, must be. I see you. You know, like we're we're, we're we. If you're if you're uh, watching this on tube, YouTube, you're going to see a beautiful picture of a ship behind Laurel because she is sitting right at the ocean's edge, and it's not a real ship on, but she <laughs> she is at the ocean's edge on a on a gloomy day in in Maine. But I love, don't you love? Um, crazy stormy weather at the coastline. It's I, super fun. I do, and it's so much fun to even see people walking the beach in raincoats and. Yeah. Um, I say a bad day at the ocean is a good day. It's still a good day. It's still such a good day. Yeah. So hopefully we're not going to have any technology problems. We had technology problems on our last podcast, but we pulled through and we got it done anyway. And so here we are, and we're going to um, dig into our topic today, which is your authentic self or your essential self is a term I often hear now. And I love that self too. I love that term essential self because um, I, I always think of the essence, you know, what is the essence of anything, it it's really comes down to its purest self. It's it's um, the thing that makes it what it really is, right? Um, so this this term authentic authenticity and essential self, we're going to really dig in and explore that today, aren't we, Laurel? And I love this topic. And I and the term essential self is so soft and loving and mm. different for when I hear that to authentic self. Authentic self. You know, often I think about being true and truth, mm. being real, but the essence of something that is really, you know, it's the purest sense of its being. Yeah. Yeah. Right from the beginning. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. And that's so interesting. So that's the first one of the first things we want to dig into a little bit is this idea of right from the beginning, we are in some ways being conditioned not to be our essential selves, right? When we're doing something when we're little that our parents don't like or don't want, and we're being socially groomed to, you know, get out in the world and, you know, uh, not not be have people be afraid of us or whatever. You know, there's like we're being groomed to sometimes hide those parts of ourselves. And and depending on how our personality fits into that, sometimes we end up hiding a lot of ourselves, right? Oh, we do. I, you know, I um probably five years ago, I, I told my husband one day, I, my words to him were, one day you're going to read my obituary and be surprised. Yeah, and he said, why, what are you keeping from me? And out of my mouth came nothing that I haven't hidden from myself. Yeah. And, you know, it really was this point in my life where I was beginning to realize how much of who I really was, I was hiding because of what other people expected of me. Yeah. Um, and well, we were conditioned. 
I know it was so conditioned, but at that point you had some real consciousness about it. So can you, can you give us like one example of something that you felt like you were hiding just so our listeners can, can have an idea of like how this actually happens, right? How the parts of ourselves that we keep secret yeah. or hidden or private, yeah. even hidden from ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things, um, was my spiritual beliefs. You know, I'm an extremely spiritual person. And those beliefs, um, I, I can't say they were learned. I went to Catholic school for 16 years. Um, so I was, you know, on this spiritual path of discovering, really, uh, maybe unraveling my, my belief in the power of goodness, um, the goodness of humanity and the power of the universe in whatever great, greater being that was. Um, and I hit that from a lot of people. Mm. You know, I, I was raised Catholic. I worked it for 30 years in a, a predominantly male industry, mm. uh, lots of engineers and scientists. And the more I really believe, you know, maybe the quantum physics of the universe mm. and being aligned with a soul's purpose, I started realizing how many people that I knew had no idea that part of me. Yeah. Um, and so that was one of the things that I really started to, to start talking to people about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what changed way. for you when you started talking to people about that, what changed for you, Laurel, like in, in terms of your knowing yourself more, right? How did that, how did that come together? I think it was, um, trusting myself mm -hmm. enough to know that it's messy. I'm going to say it's, it's mm -hmm. that's when my people pleasing also started to unravel. Yeah. You know, um, trusting myself en enough to know that denying myself of who I really was, I lived a lot of conflict in that and it didn't feel good. So the more I started, you know, I was at a point in my life where I thought, you know, I, I want to feel good. I want to feel good every day. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be more resilient and bounce back when I don't feel good. Yeah. Um, and so discovering that the more I could be who I really was and be with people who admired that um, and not have to hide it from the people that I thought would judge me, you know, it changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, some of the things that came up while you were talking, I had a couple, couple kind of like hits of how this kind of weaves into, to our last podcast, we were talking about the idea of using your voice well and being constricted, you know, like not being able to get the words out, feeling constricted in your body. And, you know, that idea of, you know, how do, how do we learn to let go, right? And relax into our being and our truth. And I do think it is a practice. It, it comes over time with the loosening up, the letting go, you know, one story at a time, one truth at a time, one um, breath at a time, literally when we begin to like loosen up and let go and allow ourselves to speak into the fullness of who we are, the fullness of who we are. We can't, we can't get into the fullness of who we are if we're constricted. Like this is how it all goes hand in hand. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also if we're trying to be everything right. And yeah. so when we grow up in a world where 
I can do everything. I did everything for everyone else, you know, and knowing how that feels. Um, and then letting some of those things go, loosening up and feeling more ease in doing the things that, that either came naturally to me, right? And um, realizing how good that felt because it was ease and flow that I didn't have when I was trying to be everything for everybody. Yeah, I love that, Laurel. I, and for those of us that are listening, you know, for anyone listening, this is like really important too. I want you to anchor into this idea of, you know, particularly if you're um, a person who is really relationship oriented and does a lot for other people, like oftentimes we get caught into the conditioning and the, the patterning of, this is who I am. This is who I am. You know, what I'm doing and how I'm serving these people actually defines me. And if I were to let go of that, who am I? Who am I really? And sometimes we do have to let go of that to discover who we are really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's not and easy. It's, it's not easy. Tell me when, when did that happen for you? When did you start playing with that? Oh, yeah. I started playing with that, I think, sometime in my 30s um, when I realized that, you know, I was, it was part of the saying yes all the time to people, which I talked about a little bit in the last episode. And it was also the idea of, you know, feeling like if I was saying yes and I didn't really mean yes, that I, I, I was harshly started calling myself really a liar. You know, I mean, I, I really hate, I really took myself to the mat and was like, look, if you're, if it isn't something you really want to do and you're doing it, you're, you're really lying. You know, you're not being honest. And, and this was my own self-talk, you know, my own inner self-talk and taking myself to like, really the mat, the mats, right. It's like, come on, Laurel, what are you doing? And I, I didn't want to show up that way. I didn't want to, I feel like that was where I started to develop some real self-trust was because I was being honest with myself, right? Of what I truly wanted and what I didn't want. And that that part had to happen before I could take the step of, no, I don't wanna do that. Or no, I don't wanna be in this marriage anymore, which was a long time later. It took a long time to get to that point where I could actually say those words, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, this is all, again, it's step-by-step -step process of unraveling for ourselves what is our deep truth and what, do, how do we want to live in the world? Because ultimately, it's your life. Yeah, and, it, and it's so much easier to to be able to you know um, have values like truth, honesty, integrity, external with other people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. one of the challenges I often give my clients is we go through the exercise of of value assessment and people know their values mm -hmm. um especially you know by our age i'll say yeah. um even younger we know our values but when you test those values not externally with other people but with yourself are you living your values to yourself with yourself that's when you yeah. know you have to take yourself to the mat and say wait one minute um and it's easier to live your values externally yeah. Then it's yeah. internally. Internally. Yeah. I think that, um, and this gets us into the topic of alignment, you know, is, is 
when we are living aligned with our values, this is one example of alignment, you know, how alignment actually fits into being becoming authentic or, or returning to our essential self is feeling aligned with our true value system. So for instance, you know, for me, what I've learned over time is, you know, I am a truth teller. I do honesty is if I had to have one high, my highest value, that's probably it. And so the fact that I wasn't being honest with myself and then the people around me, uh, around my marriage, around my, my own happiness, my, what I really wanted, you know, the kind of relationships I wanted to experience in my life, I began to feel dishonest. And that, that, that was misalignment. That was straight up misalignment of who I really was. And, and that's painful. Whether we are in touch with that or not, whether how, how much, because sometimes we can hide this pain from ourselves. We do all kinds of weird inner contortions and tell ourselves all kinds of stories and, oh, it's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. Or if somebody tells you that's what you're supposed to believe. And so you believe it. And if we don't really believe it, and that's not really our value, that's painful. And we can't, we can only hide from it so much. It is true. And it, it, um, I think we talk, we'll talk about this and we have talked about this, but those are the things, the pain that we ignore. I tend to think of as nudges from the universe, right? Yes. You know, I, you know, having low back aches, um, can blame it on my mattress, but really I know that it's more to do with trusting myself and trusting other people yeah. where it shows up in my body. And once it, I start, I started playing with what am I feeling? Where does, where do I feel the conflict? in my body, it's amazing that your body can tell you things about yourself that you never really even knew. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Louise Hay here. Um, and so for anyone listening, this we'll put this in the podcast notes as well. Um, and I use this book all the time with my clients. This book is amazing. It is How to Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It's her, it's really, to me, it's a Bible book of self-help and, um, uh, you know, mind, body, spirit, uh, understanding and work. But Louise's story is amazing. I invite people to go and learn about Louise's story and how she came upon this book and how she developed it. But it is a, there's a beautiful chart in the book, in the back of the book. Beginning of the book is a lot of her writing and a bunch of affirmations that are really wonderful. Um, and we'll talk about affirmations a little bit. Um, I want to come back to that idea, but the chart in the book that I always refer to with my clients is there's a list. There's three columns. The first column is what is your physical ailment? So you'd look on there and you might see lower back or back problems, right? And then you go and the next column says uh, emotional, um, emotional experience or emotional uh, trauma or whatever. And so then it lists, you know, what is the emotional component connected to the ailment, the physical ailment? And it's always spot on. It's always spot on. And then the third column, she offers um, an affirmation that you use to help you develop a healing around the physical emotional experience. And it's a belief, it's really the, the, the affirmation is a belief. Like I live my highest truth, right? So if I, let's say mine was, uh, I'll use myself, throat, 
um, I'm having uh, a hyperthyroid uh, condition. My throat is, you know, overactive, right? What is the uh, emotional component? I'm not speaking my truth. I'm frustrated with the world around me. I'm angry because I'm not showing up the way I want to. And what's my mental um, affirmation, I might say, is I speak my truth and I speak with love, you know? And so this chart is extremely powerful. I've not ever used it and had a client go, oh, that doesn't resonate. It's always feels spot on. And it always has for me too. I can't wait to, to pick up that book and get that chart. Yeah. It yeah. Sounds amazing. You're going to love it, Laurel. And you'll probably bet you use it all the time with your clients too, because I know you're really mind, body, spirit oriented as well. And, and, you know, this whole idea of mind, body, spirit connection is you know, that we, we are all, all those aspects of us are all connected. They're all one. So they all relate to each other. And that's what Louise is talking about in here. You know, with your mind, you can affect your physical state, your, and your emotional state. Um, and we are doing it anyway. Every thought that we think, every feeling that we have is impacting our physical configuration in our body. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes out so much in, in coaching. Um, I use a tool with my clients um, that really taps into, you know, what are the thoughts and feelings tied to a circumstance and, and how can we change those thoughts and feelings yeah. to get the results we want, right? Yeah. I mean, oftentimes you can't change the circumstance, but changing your thoughts and feelings changes, it brings results. And I really believe that it's our thoughts and feelings when we can really live more authentically, you know, tap into our essential self. We, our feelings and thoughts are, are aligned with who we really are at the core. If we let that happen. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. One of the um, exercises people can do too is literally beginning to um, align internally, create a, a, a line internally from head through throat, through heart, through belly, down to the bottom of the, you know, right down the, the middle of the body um, and, and physically begin to align. Literally, these things all go together. So if you start to physically align, you'll even see people, you know, one of the things I love, Laurel, I love this. I don't know if you've ever, anybody's ever talked to you about this or, or you've noticed this, but a lot of times, you know, in our culture, you see people and you look at them and our heads are kind of in front of our bodies. You know, we have kind of this curve up the back of the body, right? And part of it has to do with us being really disconnected from our bodies. You know, we live in our heads and it's as if our head is trying to move away from our body. So just bringing your head back onto your body <laughs> begins to start to create some of that alignment. So important. So important. And so having important. your head aligned with your heart yeah. and, your, and your gut intuition, right? Yeah. You know, when those three are in alignment, you know, living more authentically is so there's ease to that yeah um i love that i really love that so yeah. when i think about you know encouraging other people to you know sometimes it takes a while to really figure out who we are mm -hmm. at our core yeah um and then sort through who we are based on the conditioning we've had yeah. um but you know it all ties into trusting your heart and your gut and yeah. listening to yourself. 
Yeah. Laurel, have you um, surprised yourself with things um, since you've been developing more and more a sense of your authentic self? Have you surprised yourself? Um, Because I sometimes think we're not really who we think we are over time. (laughs) You know, we're like, oh, really? I can do that. I'm that. I'm. (laughs) You know, the surprises, um, I have surprised myself many times throughout my life right um and but one of i think one of the biggest surprises is um going back to who i've always been and Mm -hmm. so and that really came through my coaching right i had this great corporate career really you know very visible corporate career and uh, had a great salary had all the, the identity that came with that Um, And when I let that go, I really had to tap into who am I now that I don't have all of those external descriptors of who I am Um, and what are my God-given gifts and how do I use those to live a life of ease and to serve other people. And so um, it's really, it's so funny that I'm a coach, I'm a listener and a problem solver right and um in eighth grade i was voted by my classmates in eighth grade superlatives as most like ann landers Uh, and for our listeners who don't know who ann landers is ann landers was a columnist who was was you know a listener uh, a problem solver maybe an advice giver and that's where i i don't give advice as a coach i listen and help my clients find their own solutions. And that, when I think about that, I've always been that person. Mm-hmm. But for many, many years in my, in my career, I was an external spokesperson. I was telling people more than I was listening. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to come home to that, wow. um, it, it really surprised me that I can now be in this, I'm gonna call it my feminine nurturing power and really love what I do. Wow. Um, That was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And um, so for those listeners that have questions that they want to pose, we have our own Ann Landers here as in (laughs) AKA Laurel Poivin. (laughs) So yeah, Laurel and I do accept questions. We'd love to have people you know, let us know what's on your mind. Let us know what you need help with because we'd love to be able to respond to hopefully our growing community here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Yeah. 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 Send in questions for us. So Laurel, on this journey to um, authentic, finding our authentic selves, I feel like the one main practice that people have to develop is being able to discern what's real for them and what's just their conditioning. And that's a process, isn't it? It is. How did you do that? Well, I think probably one one step at a time, you know, like one look at a time, one belief at a time, you know, um, and and really challenging myself with, you know, is this really what I believe? Is this really what I want? Is this really what I think? How do I really feel about this? And I, I think that um, that when we've been conditioned or when we've been in a position, like I know for me, I was very codependent 
in the family that I was in, you know, I was always trying to help other people and do the thing that would make other people happy and keep, keep, you know, things moving along in the household as best I could. And I think that when we're always that exterior ex outside oriented and taking our cues from outside, we, we aren't aligned with the cues that are coming from inside. And so I think for me, it was, it was, it was learning how to self-reference again, you know, by asking myself, if nobody else was asking me, what do I want? Ask myself, what do I want? Nobody's asking me, is that what you really think? Ask myself, is that really what I think? (laughs) Right? Yeah. And, and be honest, be honest with myself. So it's was a step by step process of challenging myself, I think. It really is. Yeah. And you know, I my own experience, there was a point in my life where I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. Without other people giving me some suggestions. Yeah. You know, I was the woman at the at a restaurant looking at the menu, completely indecisive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Maybe there were too many choices. I didn't really know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to even identify that. Like, why don't I know unless other people tell me? Um, and how to unravel the people pleasing, right? And the yeah. external influence yeah. that creates who we are from a very young age. Um, that's hard work. It is, you know, and so, and so many people, you know, may you feel like an identity crisis. Yeah. If you don't know who you are, I didn't know who I was without my titles. Yeah. That's an exercise that I do often too with clients is um, identify yourself without any job description or relationship to other people. Wow. That's and then cool. who are you? Um, and my my identity now is tied to I am a spiritual being, collector of sea glass and antiques who loves summer. <laughs> right, right. And that's just about you. That's just about you. So uh, can we use that as um, your invitation for people? You know, because oh, we're almost yeah. to sign off today. Yeah, so I love that invitation, Laurel. I think that is fantastic. Uh, question to pose to self. So I'm just going to repeat it. So I know we've got it. Okay. Um, And I I probably could fine tune my own based on your, so um, describe yourself without using any kind of titles or outside descriptors um, and not in relation to other people. Is that it? Yes. Yes. And that's, that's big, especially no title out the, and no relationship. Yeah. 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 No titles, no relationship. And what it does is it pushes us to look at what are our essential qualities? You know, what are our essential qualities? Like I know I'll use this example. I love this example for, for me when I was challenging myself. And also when I was kind of looking at the words I was using and the way I was thinking was one, you know, I, 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 remember somebody calling me nice and i thought what is nice what is that word nice what does that really mean and then i started to really like look at the word nice and i thought i don't know if i really want to be nice i'm nice is kind of like wishy-washy or non-opinionated it's kind of just bland and i thought 
what do I really want to be? How do I want to, I want to be seen as kind. I want to be seen as respectful. I want to be seen as, um, you know, gentle, like things that might be nice, like, but nice suddenly felt like I don't want to be described that way. And I felt like I had to embody these other parts of myself, you know, like I do have opinions and I do have, uh, you know, excitable tendencies where I might get a little too riled up and I might be obnoxious <laughs> to some people, right? Like I had to own that part of me in order to like, to let go of being nice is you're not gonna, you're not gonna bother anybody if you're nice, right? Yeah, yeah, which is part of, I'm sure. And you know what is so the gem in that yeah. and, and, you know, befriending those other parts of you, right? Yeah. Um, that is so important because, you know, sometimes we shun parts of us that we really shouldn't. Having an opinion is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes you have to allow yourself to be who you are. In totality, right? All of you. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. 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 So I would say my invitation to people is um, our listeners, how about, you know, think of words that you hear people describing you as and really look at them and question, like, do I own that? Is that my value? Is that who I really am? And, um, and it might help to tie into Laurel's question, which is how am I going to describe myself without the titles, without the, um, yeah, without the relationship to other people kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. Cause this is this getting into the essence of ourselves is it's so beautiful. I mean, this is beautiful work, beautiful life. This is how beautiful work, beautiful life actually happens. You know, the, the taking the time to ask ourselves these questions, to tune into the essential part of ourselves allows us to begin to, to, take that into how we are showing up in the world, how we're expressing ourselves, what we want, what we want around us. Like this is how we actually bit by bit develop a beautiful life that we love, that we really, really, really want to be living into every day that we wake up and say, yeah, here I am. I'm doing this day, right? That's right. And I get to be myself. Yeah. Yeah. And love every minute of it. You know, even the, even the cruddy stuff after a while, when you're really living the life that feels authentically you, even the hard stuff is still feels okay because you know, it's part of, you know, deepening your work, um, being more of who you are struggling through the, the realities and the truths of being in relationship to other people. Like this is just the juicy parts of life. Sometimes they're hard, but you don't, you don't, shy away from anymore you're not afraid of it you you kind of welcome it in and and it makes your life even more beautiful over time yeah yeah Yeah, i love that and i think for me part of it is knowing that this is you know who i was born to be Mm. and and letting that letting that happen letting that be my life yeah Um, yeah yeah. that's so wonderful Thank you, Laurel. Thanks for sharing with me again today, Laurel. Love having oh, you. We have so much to talk about. I know, I know. And so we have more podcasts rolling out. I think we, from here, we're rolling into some more relationships um, talk, which I think is so important for people, especially our women listeners. Um, you know, we really want to get into that a little more deeply and help uh, women understand how important you know living in relationship is to their well-being and all that good stuff. So we'll get into that next time we're together. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks, Laurel, for taking the time. And uh, oh. huh, I'm thinking about you up there on the coastline in Maine. Enjoy drinking that salt air for me. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, I'll see you again soon. All right. Thanks, Laurel. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.